What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain of nothing but the blood of Jesus. All right, thank you, Adeline, for that wonderful special. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So true, so true. Nothing can wash away our sins but his blood. All right, I am Pastor Jeffrey Lynn. Thank you once again for joining us for the Crossroads Baptist Church radio and podcast ministry. Today we are going to be looking in our Bible at a pretty familiar character, at least I would hope he'd be familiar to you if you've been in church very long or if you were in a Sunday school class as a kid, you probably recognize the name Zacchaeus. The name Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus, of course, is known for being a short man, but there's a lot of lessons we can learn from his interaction with Christ that we find in Luke chapter 19 and starting in verse number 1. So if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to turn with me to Luke chapter 19 and verse number 1 so we can look at this together. We always want to make sure people have their Bibles. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, you can look one up for free online easily, the King James Bible. Uh, If you're interested in Bibles, you can contact our church as well. And uh, we do all we can to help people to have the Word of God. And it is a blessing to have it. Luke chapter 19, verse number 1, the Bible says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was a little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Pray, please help us now as we study it together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Zacchaeus, we, we find a few things right off the bat concerning him when we read through this passage. First of all, his job and social status. Uh, his job and his social status. So being the chief publican would have allowed Zacchaeus the ability to gain power and wealth through his job, collecting, uh, collecting taxes for the Romans. Now, if all you're in for is the money, that's a pretty good job to have, but it is also uh, kind of a negative thing in the eyes of many of the common people. They viewed the publicans as uh, cheaters often, that they would line their pockets, you know, take a skim a little extra off the top for themselves. Um, So they had a notorious kind of negative aspect to their job, or at least negative uh, belief concerning them. But, uh, and this is probably why, So many people murmured when Jesus went to his home in verse number 7. Now, this position, though, gives him kind of a a place of importance, prominence in his circle, in his world, because he is the chief 
of the publicans. And he obviously, the Lord says that he was rich. Now, if God says you're rich, you you probably have some money in the bank. Um, I don't know how rich Zacchaeus was, but he was, according to God himself, a rich man. And so that's important. That'll come into play in a little bit. He had a problem, though. Though his job and wealth made him a big man in Jericho, he was a little man in the eyes of the people. Physically, we know he was short because verse 3 said so. Consider also that his job and his social status and his riches, they couldn't get him a front row seat to see Christ. Nobody let him through. This poor, literally, this poor little guy could not get through the press to see the Lord. Didn't matter how much money he had. Didn't matter how important he was. In that moment, nobody cared. They were wanting to see the Lord themselves and they shut him out. It's nice to know that God doesn't just care about perfectly formed, perfectly fit, perfectly pretty people. People that are not, as as most would say, normal in their appearance. Um, the Lord cares about us all. It's a blessing. Something also to notice here, just as kind of a side thought, is that these were all people who desired to see Christ, and yet they didn't help him to see Christ. And and that's obviously different circumstances. You know, Christ was newer on the scene. He was preaching and teaching and healing, and, and it was, you know, a populist thing that people were going and seeing him. It wasn't that they were necessarily his followers. But even today, even today, so often, you know, people that want to come and they want to learn more about Christ, sometimes the people that hold them back, um, just like with the disciples and the children, uh, when they refuse the children to come and see Jesus, it's like it's the people that are following the Lord sometimes that are the problem. It's the people that desire to see Christ. They they don't um, they don't let others see Christ themselves. We need to make sure that we are not just seeking to get close to Christ ourselves, but they're seeking to get bring others close to Him as well. Now that brings us to this last little thing about Zacchaeus. Before we go back and learn some lessons here, um, he had a he had the right desire. Though he was a sinner, as we all are, though his job had a bad reputation, and though he had obstacles in his way, this man put forth more effort than anyone in that crowd that we know of to catch a glimpse of Jesus. He went and climbed a tree. I mean, this is a grown man climbing a tree just to see somebody. He put forth effort. Everybody else just had to go there and show up and watch. Uh, he put He put forth effort. And because of that, the Lord rewarded him with a personal... Uh, personal meeting. He didn't see Zacchaeus's wealth and popularity or lack thereof. He didn't see his social standing and say, oh, I'm going to go eat at your house. He saw his dedication to his desire to really to see the Lord. And I think that's important to notice. Now, Christ's message to Zacchaeus, I find this almost comical. If you were to look back with me in our passage to Luke 19 and verse number 8, the Bible says, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Well, that sounds like a stand-up guy. That sounds like a really good thing. And if he's being honest here, then boy, I want to have him as a friend. Like that, that's, that's pretty good. But notice in the Lord's response, it's like he didn't even hear him. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as all as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He completely ignores Zacchaeus' boastings about his own righteousness and just skips to 
the Savior has come to your home. And, and I think that's, it's almost comical to me because we do so much. We try so hard to, uh, to look the part sometimes. And the Lord's like, you know, I, I see your heart. I know who you are on the inside. And what you need is a Savior. What you need is Jesus Christ. Uh, you don't need to give away a certain amount of riches. You don't need more good deeds. Those won't get you to heaven. You need salvation. And for Zacchaeus, he said, salvation has come to this house. So what we can take away from this whole story, which I hope, you know, nothing super deep today. Hope this is very easy for you to understand. And I hope that you take it to heart. First of all, wealth, job status, popularity, those things, they don't make you a big, important person to God. They, they don't. They may make you the more popular person at the water cooler at work. They may make you the most popular kid in the youth group. They may make you the most popular person in your, you know, school or wherever, but it doesn't matter that much to God how much money is in your bank account if you don't use it for him. It doesn't matter that much to God how many friends you have if you don't tell them about him. And so we find in Romans 2.12 a great fact, for there is no respect of persons with God. And praise the Lord for that. I am, I am one of those preachers that I am not, uh, let's just say I don't have my own personal jet I don't have a house with multiple pools in it. Um, I just, I'm not one of those preachers. I'm not wealthy. I'm not rich. I'm, I'm blessed and I'm rich compared to most of the world, but compared to Americans, um, I'm not one that's rich. And so I'm glad the Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons because if God treated rich people and poor people differently or ugly people and pretty people differently, then most of us would be in a lot of trouble. We would be in a bad, uh, in a bad way. But God is always fair all the time in his dealings with mankind. He's not a respecter of person. And then secondly, it takes some, sometimes it takes some effort to see God through the crowd. Now Zacchaeus had a literal crowd of people standing in his way. He was short. That was his problem. The Bible says we can't, we can't, by taking thought, add one cubit to our stature. We can't make ourselves bigger or taller. There have been plenty of teenage boys in the past that have wanted and wished and prayed and hoped to be just a little bit taller, a little bit stronger, whatever it might be. Some people listening today might be wishing and praying and hoping that their hair holds on just a little bit longer or their belt just stays, stays latched a little bit longer. We're changed as we get older, but we can't do that much about things we can't control. We can't control our height. We can control our weight. We, we just like to think we can't. But, um, but what I'm saying is this Zacchaeus, he had a real physical, literal problem in front of him that he, could, that he had to overcome. If he was going to see the Lord, he had to overcome this issue. He found a way to see Christ through the crowd. And today in this crazy world we live in, in this insane culture we live in, it is so hard sometimes to just slow down take a breath and see the Lord at work in our lives because we're too busy watching the news and we're too busy reading the headlines and we're too busy making the money at work and doing the things with the kids and taking them to their events and their after school extracurriculars. And, and we're just so busy in our lives that we just, it's like there's a press, a great crowd in front of us and we just can't see the Lord. And so, <clears throat> sometimes, sorry, it's not that we're, it's not our schedule sometimes. Sometimes it's, there's too much fear in your life. Sometimes there's too much sorrow in your life. Sometimes there's just something going on that you're just having a hard time seeing the Lord in your situation. But rest assured, Bible says in Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He's there, he sees, he knows. The question is, are we going to see him? Are we going to make the effort to see him 
in our situation. When we desire to see Christ, he notices. Zacchaeus wasn't noticed for his wealth or anything other than the fact that he was up in a tree trying to see the Lord. Deuteronomy 4.29, the Bible says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. James 4.8 says, Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh to you. God is not hiding from people. God desires a relationship with us if we'll just desire a relationship with him. The murmurs of the people. I want you to also notice this. The people murmured, oh, he's going to eat with a sinner. Well, first of all, who, who isn't a sinner? All of us are eating with a sinner, if we're, even if we're eating alone. But, but we get what they're saying. You know, this man's a publican. He, he's the extra bad kind of sinner. And so, so they're saying, oh, he's going to eat with a sinner. But those murmurings didn't make a difference to his plans. It, I'm glad that somebody pointing out my flaws doesn't make the Lord say, oh, well, I didn't know that about you. Never mind then about the salvation thing. Praise God, he knows just how bad we are. And he loved us anyways. And he told us in Hebrews 13, 5, I'll never leave you nor forsake you anyways. And so it doesn't matter if people point out our flaws. It doesn't matter if they talk behind our backs. It doesn't matter if they're murmuring about how terrible of a person we are. If you're any, any bit Christian at all, if you've read the Bible at all, you know that you fall short of the glory of God. You know that you're not perfect. The, the problem is don't be content with that and don't let other people's murmurings cause you to be discouraged because the Lord already knows your heart and he already if you're saved, he already saved you. And if you're not saved, he's willing to save you even though you're a sinner, even though I'm a sinner, even though all we deserve is hell. God is not going to be dissuaded from saving souls because somebody said something bad about them. And Jesus' own message to Zacchaeus was the gospel. Salvation has come. In all the things that we can learn about Zacchaeus, I think the most important thing to take away is what Zacchaeus learned himself. And that was Jesus saves. Zacchaeus wanted to bring his good works before the Lord, and the Lord ignored him. They won't do anything. Jesus saves. Salvation has come to this house, is what, Zac- what Jesus Christ said to Zacchaeus. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Doesn't matter how short or tall you are. Doesn't matter what people say about you. If you will desire the Lord, he will come to you. If you will ask Christ to save your soul, he will save your soul. God bless. Have a good day.